everybody. Hello, everybody, and everybody, and welcome to and welcome Underway. I am one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again, as always, by Aaron Hahn. Hello. Hello, Aaron. Uh, David's not with us tonight. He's writing a paper, and he wrote two papers today, so... He's well, slacking. I wrote a 20-page paper this weekend, so... <laughs> he's slacking you in know one what? of those. <laughs> I don't know if he's slacking on the paper or the podcast. Listeners, you decide. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> no, uh, obviously, his paper's probably a little bit more important than this, but... No. Aaron no. says no. All right. I don't think so. Well, guys, we have a good depressing show for you this week. <laughs> We're going to talk about... Wait, why is it depressing? <laughs> no, it's not depressing. Um, for this week's Pitch It or Digit, we're going to be doing an NBC show. Uh, Aaron's bringing us the bad movie of the week. And uh, <laughs> first, guys, I-, I wanted to bring up something uh, that I-, I was looking through I- my IMDb list of all the movies I've seen this year. And I noticed that of the 42 at the time movies that I saw, only 18 of them were original ideas. And it just got me thinking. I'm like, kind of need more original ideas. Uh, I'm like, there's just been so many sequels and reboots and stuff this year. And so I was looking at the next year, 2017, uh, and I was wondering, hopefully next year will be better. Maybe next year we'll get less remakes, uh, sequels, stuff like that. Get more originality. So, Aaron, if you'll indulge me, this is... Uh, this is going to be quite a list, but I went through the most sure. popular 2017 movies on IMDb. Oh, why are you using IMDb as your standard? Because that's just the quickest way to go through all of them. All right. <clears throat> so these are, in order, the most popular movies on IMDb. I don't know how to pronounce this first one. <laughs> Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, I okay. think so. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Wonder Woman, uh, Spider-Man. Well, most, of, most of these are only at the top because they had trailers right. recently. But still, just, just we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, okay. 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 Um, <laughs> Wonder Woman, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Justice League, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Fast and the Furious 8, Triple uh, X Return of Xander Cage, Logan, Power Rangers, Baywatch, Lego Batman, It... Transformers The Last Night, T2 Train Spotting, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, Dunkirk, which we'll get there, uh, Fifty Shades Darker, Alien Covenant, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars 8, Blade Runner 2049, The Mummy, Jumanji, The Dark Tower, Ghost in the Shell, and then finally Life. Takes you 28 movies to finally get to one original idea that's popular in IMDb. And life isn't even that original, to be honest. (laughs) And of course... I'm really down on life already. Oh, man. Has has had one trailer. Yeah. You're already writing it off. That trailer sucks. You're you're writing off life. Yep, I sure am. Now, Aaron... Of course, these aren't all the sequels, remakes, uh, reboots uh, coming out next year. No. Uh, Of course, we have The Nut Job 2, uh, John Wick 2, King Arthur, and whatever the heck the subtitle on that movie (laughs) is, Uh, Kingsman 2, uh, War of the Planet of the Apes, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, a reboot of Diary of a Wimpy Kid for some reason, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Friday the 13th, Halloween, The Night Evil Died. 
Uh, Despicable. What? Yeah. Wait, what'd you say? Halloween, the night evil died. That's not accurate. It's not? Why? I mean, there's a new Halloween movie in production, but that's not the title or the release date, most likely. Uh, screw you, IMDb. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You shouldn't use IMDb. So we're gonna, so we're gonna discount that one. Uh, Despicable Me three, uh, Cars three, and when did you say that new Saw movie's coming out? Because it says 2017. Oh. oh yeah, that's next year. That okay. one's next year. Oh, uh, we got Death Note, Paddington two, a movie no one asked for. <laughs> Um, Annabelle 2, Insidious 4, Smurfs, Captain Underpants, Flatliners, a remake, uh, My Little Pony the Movie, and Rings. Aaron. Oh, that Halloween movie's a fan film. Oh, is it really? Never mind. Well, it's still not original, let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) You can't be a fan film and original, really. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I know. Are you going to be a fan of that? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to make a movie about toast because you're a fan of toast. It's not a fan film. Toast isn't original. It's been made example. before, Aaron. <laughs> what? Toast isn't original. It's been made before. All right. I, I make it every day. Toast. Yeah. Um. The best thing sli- since sliced bread is toast. That's what they say. I think I can get behind that. Yeah. Aaron, obviously. Yep. Uh, there are a lot of sequels, remakes, reboots coming out next year. Yeah. And it, it's got me feeling a little down, honestly. Uh, well, that's silly. Why is it silly, Aaron? Well, no, you got to make your point first okay. before I well, push back on it. This, this leads me mostly to The Beauty and the Beast, um, a movie that's coming <laughs> out next week. Um, a trailer which I told myself I'd never watch, but of course it was before one of the movies I saw this weekend. So I was like, fine, I'll watch the trailer. Never going to see this movie, though. And I watched the trailer, I'm like, just sell me on it. You can just sell me on it right here, and then I'll change my mind. My god, it's it's not a good trailer. <laughs> it's like, so it's uh, the animated one, but, but not animated anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blew my mind, Aaron, but what, not what, really. What more do you want, Lacey? Uh, has, <laughs> I want Disney has to has everything stop you loved before, so shouldn't you <laughs> love it again? No! <laughs> no, that's not how it works. But, I mean, I've, I've seen The Jungle Book, uh, the one from this year, and it's one of those things, it's like, it's a good movie. I don't care, though. Like, I don't care about it at all. And I feel like that's what it's eventually going to turn into with all of these remakes and uh, 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 reboots, sequels. It's like, how long before we just stop caring? And I don't don't know. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Because, obviously, if you didn't know by now, the topic is originality in Hollywood. So I don't think I ever said it straight out. But, Aaron... My thoughts on just in general or on uh, not caring anymore? Anything and everything, Aaron. It's a conversation. Obviously, this is kind of like... Everyone's bringing this up. Everyone's always like, there's no original ideas in Hollywood anymore. And every time they do, I'm always... I always have the same reaction, which is that there are plenty of original ideas in Hollywood. People just don't go see them. I mean, you're part of the problem. 
No, uh, I know. Not, not you as in you, you. I mean, you are part of the problem, too. But <laughs> Excuse just me. a general you. Excuse no, you are part me. of the problem. And you are, too. <laughs> hey, I did not see Fantastic Beasts because I'm like, this is a cash grab. You did see Fantastic Four, though. <laughs> I did. I am part of the problem. I'm not denying that. <laughs> no, I, I, I like everyone's a part of the problem at this point. I mean, just look at how much money every Marvel movie makes. But what I'm saying is, like, you're you're only really focusing on all the blockbusters. And the reason blockbusters are typically based on existing properties is because, of course, they have a built-in fan base, which means you have a likely indication that you're going to make back your money. So you're, you know, more comfortable with putting a lot of money into it to make the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just how the business works, in a sense. Well, no. So if, yeah, like I, I get that, and I, I kind of wanted to compare it a little bit to like what video games are now at this point. Like, um, gosh, who says it? I can't remember who exactly says it, but someone I listen to, uh, for video games, they're like, okay, the middle tier of video games has fallen away. There's no more middle tier. It's either AAA or indie now, and I feel like that's kind of what movies are becoming. Uh, there are some middle tier. Uh, production companies and uh but more often than not you either have big movie and then you have little stuff like the witch the lobster um stuff like that and though like a24 i think we've talked about quite a bit recently um a24 has like become one of the like best uh production companies probably (laughs) like they make so well i think most of them have just been like distributing it i think moonlight was the first one they produced themselves but either way they're like seeing that originality and like mass marketing it and uh getting it out there i mean just uh i think a24 did the witch too didn't they yep yeah they did the witch uh room uh lobster swiss army man the lobster uh green room i believe yeah they did machina yep so, yeah, I mean, they've put out a lot of great original content, certainly. Yeah. And so so my point is, it's like, I understand that all of the big movies are, like, safe, but just imagine if we got, like, the creativity of some of these movies with huge budgets, like the movies, like, uh, big studios give them. Like, I mean, Warner Brothers probably the biggest offender in all of this, right? <laughs> I, I can't really think... I mean, there's Disney, but at least Disney's, like, making Moana and stuff and somewhat original ideas. Yeah, they have a... something of a balance, I suppose, <laughs> depending on how uh, forgiving you want to be of some stuff. Like, you know, whether you want to say, like, Oh, was Tomorrowland an original idea? If it was based on a theme park, do the a new Marvel heroes count? Stuff like that. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, Tomorrowland's not like really based on a theme park. It kind of feels like they but just I mean, gave like, a name to it, and they're like, "Here, you know this place in Disney World. <laughs> Go see this but, movie." You know, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, they're still banking on an existing brand. Yeah, that's true. So, does that's it true. count as wholly original? Good question. 
I don't know. Aaron, what else do you want to say about this? I mean, I feel like we're kind of on opposite sides right no. now. Well, I mean, like, you're all, you're right that it does seem to be, like, that movie, the movie business is shifting where it seems like it's only these big blockbusters and these small indie films. You're right, like, the middle seems to be dropping out. And that's, def- like, I, I definitely think this is a problem, but at the same time, I'm saying, like, the best way to solve this problem is with your wallet, Yeah, you know? go see original films and there'll mm-hmm. be more original films. Speaking of I which, mean, the, the, the Jungle Book Moonlight. movie made almost a billion dollars too much worldwide. Too much and I'm so a part of, of that problem. So of they're going to make more of these live action remakes because there is a market for them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going anymore, Aaron. I'm not doing it. I mean, I've t- we've talked about this. I'm not going to see them anymore. <laughs> I can't do this to myself. We'll, we'll see about that. <laughs> no, I'm not I don't know it. if I believe you. That I think you'll be able to skip Beauty and the Beast, but there'll be one that comes along. Like what? <laughs> like I, I what? don't know. What could it possibly be? You got the freaking Little Mermaid next year. Is that even mm-hmm. Disney? I don't think it is, actually. There's like Disney's making one and some other company's making one at the Which same time. Which one has Chloe Grace Moretz in it? She dropped out. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably for the best. <laughs> Good for her. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's the one. I'm, I'm like, I can't do the Disney remakes anymore. But here's the thing. These superhero movies, they've just got me, man. I'm like, okay, Spider-Man Homecoming probably will be a garbage fire. I'll still go see it. Oh, you got uh, Logan. I'm not really guaranteed that that's going to turn out any good, but I'll probably go see it. And, oh, you're going to reboot the X-Men franchise again? (laughs) All right, I'll go see that too. Again? Yeah, they're rebooting it. No, I mean, but you can't say again. They've never rebooted it in the first place. Days of Future Past. That wasn't a reboot. It's a soft reboot. Just, it's too many of these meaningless phrases being thrown around. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't believe in soft reboots. I don't believe in them. You don't believe in them. I, I just don't believe in them, and therefore they do not exist. That's that's how facts work. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but then, yeah, I don't know, man. But I mean, like, I'm in the same boat where I'll see, like, all these superhero movies as well. But, you know, that also brings up the point that just because a movie's unoriginal doesn't mean it's going to be a bad movie. No, no, for sure. I mean, half of these movies, um, actually, Gardens of the Galaxy, pretty much guaranteed will be great. I mean, if it, if the first one's anything to go off of, this will be at least a great movie. But that doesn't, like, change that. I'm like, okay, but I've already seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I've seen these characters before. And I'm not saying right, I, I was don't telling like you that I was not very thrilled by the trailer they put out because it basically seemed to be like, here's all the things you loved from the first one again. Yeah. As opposed to, here's what's going to be new about this one. And then it's, yeah, so then there's that. And then there's uh, Fast 8. Oh, yeah. Do I... I've had eight movies with these characters. Don't don't think I really need to watch any more of them. No? Okay, we're going to no, do that you one. Need to, you need to watch more. <laughs> I'm all in at this point. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Do we really need I, this? I don't think anyone really cares about this movie. No. Like they're, they're kind of be like, oh, yeah, I remember those movies. I like those Once Upon a Time. And then you're like... Yep. And then when it comes out, people are just not going to... Oh, that will be the one that I think will tank of all of these. I think it's still going to make money just based on 
worldwide box office. What does it take, do you think, for big studios to start making original ideas again? What do you think it'll take? A lot of, a, a series of original ideas to be successful. Like, I mean, you look at something like uh, Life. I think Life was only, I know you're not, you know, big on Life, but I think Life's <laughs> only possible because we had stuff like Gravity and Interstellar that m- were very successful, you know? Like, they yeah. proved that there's a market for these big budget original sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think <laughs> maybe I'm just way more negative than you, which is actually probably pretty true. Um, but I think it's going to take like some of these to just really fail. Honestly, um, Justice League might fail. I don't know. I doubt it will fail. Let me let me rephrase fail i don't think it'll be like oh god no one went to go see this movie but no like be... like the the amazing spider-man 2 kind of failure yeah yeah right or i mean fantastic Four like was how like you make failure, seven, but... but like i mean like how amazing spider-man 2 made 700 million dollars right worldwide and yet was still a colossal failure for sony right i think it's gonna take stuff like that and even then i'm not sure they're gonna like read the writing on the wall with this I'm in a weird place right now with these superhero movies. And maybe this is just shifting into, like, superhero movie fatigue for some reason. <laughs> but, like, I mean, might as well. It's a conversation. Um, superhero movies this year. Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Thor, Justice League, Guardians of the Galaxy, Logan. Uh, I'm not going to count Lego Batman. That's not really... Why not? I mean, it it's is... It's going to be the best of all of them. <laughs> you know it will. <laughs> I mean, there's no doubt about that. Um... And I guess you can kind of count Ghost in the Shell, kind of. It's uh, arguably there's too many. Like we're getting three Marvel movies next year. <laughs> yeah, and like again, but you're gonna go see them all. I know I will. You're probably gonna enjoy them all. I hate they're all that gonna about make money. <laughs> I don't understand what your problem is. You're getting everything so you want in life. So here's. We're never going to be at a point with Marvel where, so like when I went to go see Fantastic Beasts this weekend, movie starts, mm-hmm. Fantastic Beasts, the, the lettering shows up and you hear the da, 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 and I'm like, they like hit me. Like it's been six years since we've been in this universe. Like we're never going to get that with Marvel. So they're just going to keep shoving it down. There will never be a chance for there to be nostalgia for Marvel. Oh, you want more movies? Well, let's do six movies a year now, guys. <laughs> well, we're making money off of them. Why not? <laughs> yeah, but is nostalgia that great anyway? I mean, it seems like it more often than not. It's just, it drags you into movies and you're like, eh, I guess this wasn't as good as I remember it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it just, it doesn't live up to what it used to be. You're or right. You're actually right about that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> but like, I don't know. But then you get like Star Wars 7 and seeing yeah. those credits roll like that right away started bawling. Started bawling right from that opening title roll. So I'm like this is amazing. I'm seeing another Star Wars movie and now they're like 
you won't see the end of these Star Wars movies. You won't be alive to see all the Star Wars movies we're gonna make. That makes me feel real good inside. Thanks, guys. <laughs> like, no, that would that Lacey, that that was a threat. That was they were, they were gonna be like, you're not gonna be alive to see all the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I just you, just you just you you missed you misread it. I'm you know, it's hard I'm it's sorry. hard to convey tone in print. Yeah, I'm jeez, I'm, I'm sorry. And I don't know. Late sequels, never a good idea either. Alien Covenant, can't wait to see that That's garbage. Not fire. really a late sequel. Alien? It's it's a sequel to Prometheus, though. They just changed the name because everyone except for me hated Prometheus. Weren't is this they... is a different movie than the Alien Five they were developing? It is. Yeah, this is this is Ridley Scott's Prometheus sequel. Did you not know that? That makes me so angry. I'm not seeing this movie now. <laughs> you are going. I'm go not see doing this it. Because... I'll see it. I'll see it when it's for rent or whatever. I'll rent it and watch it. I'm not going to the theater. I'm not going to indulge them on this. Oh my god, that makes me so angry. Now they're just taking Prometheus and throwing Alien in front of it, and I'm like, oh, they'll go see it. Oh my god, this makes me so angry. <sighs> Can we talk about universe? It's going building? to make money. Well, well, yeah, of course it will. Can we talk about universe building for a little bit, Aaron? I, I guess. I mean, we might as well. Uh, it's another thing that we talked about when we saw the Kong Skull Island trailer. Um, sure. <laughs> I yeah. Just don't even know where to start with this. So, if you haven't seen the Kong with Skull the, Island with the trailer, trailer or with the universe building, the trailer overall. And then just like, hey, this is you. you he's gonna fight King, or he's gonna fight Godzilla, guys. Everyone just calm down. He's gonna fight Godzilla. So not if this, what if what if this movie flops and Godzilla two does? Actually, it will be too late by then, probably. Yeah, yeah. It'll be like the Titanic going into the iceberg. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I do think it is kind of weird how we now how franchises are like too big to fail. Yeah, you know, that's terrifying. It, it is. It's legitimately that's what, that's terrifying. what I was trying to get at with Fantastic Beasts is like they know this is gonna make money, yeah. and there's nothing stopping them from already putting five sequels into production or whatever. We'll get to Fantastic Beasts later, because um, I have I have some words for Fantastic Beasts, um, but I mean Marvel alone. Um, there, I don't like I said. I don't think we're ever going to see them slow down if they go at this rate i mean they got of course they moved the inhumans movie to a tv show and now the first two episodes will be in imax only (laughs) i can see that being like the beginning of the end for them like that tanks and then everyone no one watches the tv show that's not gonna do any worse than agents of shield did for them which is that it's gonna bomb and then they're just gonna be like oh well we're gonna forget about that well isn't the first two episodes of inhumans like essentially just a movie at that point like they essentially just made a movie it's it's essentially a tv movie retrofitted for imax presumably i doubt they're even gonna film it in imax oh my god (laughs) 
What stupid, what stupid news. I don't even know where I'm going with this anymore. I'm just like, this is really saddening to me. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I guess if we want to leave it at anything, support smaller movies. Um, you know, if you, if you just cannot handle some of the business practices of some of these companies, maybe just don't go to their movies. Um, I don't know. Aaron, what do you want to say about it all? I want to say I'm probably going to go see like 50 sequels next year, but I'm also going to see a lot of original movies. So yeah, that's, it balances out at that point. I guess. Depends. I don't know. Tomorrow, America, do your part. Go see a small indie film or something of the sort, an original idea. Go see Moonlight or Manchester by the Sea or uh, what else is original right now? Edge of Seventeen. Nocturnal Animals. Edge of Seventeen, yeah, that's original. Is Nocturnal Animals original or is it based on a book? I think it's original. La La Land. La La Land. Oh my Excited God. for that. Or Moana, even. Yeah, you Moana. Wanna. Totally. Go I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah, we're well, kind of stretching it then because that's yeah. like the Disney princess brand. But. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still excited for Moana. <laughs> well, well, that's... <laughs> go see we Miss go. Sloan. Go. go see Miss Sloan. It might not be a great movie. Go see it. Well, I don't know if we want to take it that far that we're going to say <laughs> no, you should see original know. movies, just, even if they're terrible, yeah. just because they're original, because that's just, the wrong philosophy as well. Um, I don't think it's terrible. We'll get to that eventually. Uh, go see Bad Santa 2, everyone, because that's what we all want. All right, let's... <laughs> Bad Santa 2's a movie, Anyway. <laughs> that transitions us perfectly into... <laughs> Are you going to be able to pull yourself together? I think so. <laughs> Let me mark it down. That transitions us... Per- us- <laughs> I can't even speak either. <laughs> that transitions us perfectly <laughs> to upcoming movies <laughs> of the week. <laughs> okay. I already, I, already, I already did it. I handled Thank it, you. Lacey. Um, I handled it. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> Bad Santa, too. I mean, I already mentioned it, but... Uh... Are we starting here? I guess. We'll start here. I mean, I already brought it up, so you might as well. Well, I mean, I have not seen the original. I don't really think it would be a good movie. No, no. And, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a long... It's a, it's a comedy sequel that has been in development for I don't even know how many years. When did the first one come out? Even. I'll look it up. So... These have never worked out. When are they going to stop? Original ideas, Aaron. I think that might be part of the problem with, like, uh, some of these kind of lack of original ideas is that, like, they'll, like, jump on a trend and then it will be, like, a couple years before they are able to stop the trend even though it's dying out. Like, there's so Mm -hmm. many comedy sequels that, like, I don't know what movie started it. Anchorman 2, maybe? Started off, like, the recent craze of yeah, it's long-awaited right. comedy sequels, and then people are like, "Oh, let's all make our own." And then the Anchorman Two flopped, and they're like, "Oh, it's too late to stop all of these." What the original Bad Santa, two thousand three, by the way, 
has a 70 on Metacritic. A 70 <laughs> on Metacritic. What? Yeah. Um. All yep. right. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, Bad Santa 2. Getting pretty awful reviews. I don't think that's surprising to anyone. Uh, but, yeah, of course, uh, we got uh, Billy Bob Thornton as, of course. Aaron, say it with me. Bad, Bad Santa. Santa? Thank you. Oh, wow, we are actually in sync on that one. <laughs> now you got Kathy Bates, of course, because uh, they dragged her into it. Um, you got Christina Hendricks because they dragged her into it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We don't really have much to say on this one. It just looks really bad. And of course, it's a Christmas movie coming out before Thanksgiving. <laughs> what What is with this? This is our like second Christmas movie in like the past I, couple weeks. I don't know. And then there's not like, it's like do, any. Do, do people not understand what holiday this is? <laughs> like. It, I, I, I don't like, understand. There's Christmas music already. There's Christmas direct yeah. decorations. It's I like, mean, I understand what it is. It's that people need you to forget about Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is all about being thankful for what you have, and mm, you can't make money of off course. of that. So we need to get people focused on Christmas where they buy a bunch of stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't like this. But Aaron, but, but Aaron, it's like when... The Halloween movies came out two weeks before Halloween. <laughs> I don't know. They just can't get their uh, their holidays straight. I don't know. Bad Santa 2. I'm going to say that's uh, a don't go see from both of us this week. I don't know. If David were here, it seems like a movie David's seen, the original. So I don't know. Maybe. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> He's only seen, like, 11 movies, though. So. <laughs> no. Oh, gosh, the podcast listeners missed out on that conversation. Um, let's move on to the other one we mentioned, Moana, uh, the mm-hmm. newest of the Disney princess films, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, songs by, uh, I can never remember. Lin-Manuel Miranda? Thank you, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Who <laughs> <laughs> I think I stroked out for a minute on that one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Lynn Manuel Miranda nailed Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so far getting pretty great reviews. Uh, everyone seems to like it. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. is that surprising to anyone? Because not really. Disney's pretty much yeah. been nailing it recently. So yeah, at least in animation. Well, of course. Yeah, hundred percent with twenty three reviews at the moment. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm excited. Me too. I'm, I'm, too. I'm excited to hear The Rock sing. Yeah, that's that's what I'm in for. Yeah. I'm just like as soon as they announced that, I'm like, I'm all in. I just <laughs> I, I need that. <laughs> well, of course, if you want to hear him sing right now, you can watch uh, Central Intelligence, uh, where he has that scene where that wasn't actually him. Well, I know, though. but like, I'm sure there's some. I mean, that wasn't actually him in the scene, wasn't it? That was like the monstrous CGI creation well, in yeah. that scene, right? But I'm sure there's like a line or two where like the music gets cut off when they like bully him or whatever, and he's still singing. You know, that's a pretty good cliche that they probably used in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Moana is played by 
I'm, we all know. <laughs> I, I saw this calling. I was like, I'm just going to let him. <laughs> podcast listeners, if you've been listening for a while, you know I cannot no, pronounce. No, now, now you got to do this. I know, I'm going to. I I can, pre- I'm just saying, okay, right, I cannot pronounce right. uh, even the easiest of names uh, for me. Uh, so this is going to, I mean, I couldn't even pronounce Lin-Manuel Miranda. So <laughs> here we go. Moana is played by Auli Cravalho. And uh, you can all stone me in the comments now, and uh, we can just go on with our lives. <laughs> um, also, in the movie, though, Alan Tudyk. Love me some Alan Tudyk, so pretty exciting. And Jermaine Clements. He's pretty much a Disney mainstay at this point. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. Got, got Jermaine Clements got Jim, as well. Got Jermaine. Yeah. I hope he sings. Oh, he gets a song. I'm sure he will. He sings in uh, sings in Muppets Most Wanted. Yeah, yeah, and Dinner for Schmucks, and I don't know, like the Concords and uh, <laughs> pretty much yeah. everything he's ever been. I, I don't, I don't think he sings in Dinner for Schmucks. I can't remember. It's been a long time. <laughs> he probably. <laughs> I actually believed you. I didn't even know you were making that up. I just <laughs> no. assumed. <laughs> I don't even remember that movie. At I just all, assumed to be that was accurate. I remember uh, uh, Steve Carell. He makes taxidermy things. I remember that from the movie. That's uh, yeah. It's about with all the, with the mice. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, all right. Not good. All right, <laughs> let's move on to a movie I'm actually uh, pretty excited for, but. We've got no reviews for it, so I'm not sure how to feel exactly. Uh, but it's Allied, uh, the Brad Pitt, Marion Cotillard film with Lizzie Kaplan as well. Interesting. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar bait. Oscar bait. Oscar Maybe. Bait. I, don't, I don't know if I see it having a <laughs> shot, though. Well, I don't know that either. But... Uh... I don't know. I- I'm excited about it. It's an interesting premise. It feels a lot like the light between oceans, like not like the not the what? plot, but like the feeling of the the tone of the trailer and stuff like that. You say so. Do you not feel that? What? I don't. I don't feel you here. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I guess I'm alone in that observation. I'm not- <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I don't know. It should be interesting. I might end up, I probably will end up seeing that, uh, you know, Thanksgiving weekend. Probably going to see three of these movies. So, hmm. okay. Well, of course, not Bad Santa 2. What, what are your thoughts on Allied, Aaron? Anything? I mean, it looks okay. I don't know. There's nothing that seems like that unique of a draw. To get me to watch it, right? I mean, you got you got an all right cast, you got an all right director, you got it's it it seems like a fairly interesting story, but it's also it I don't know they're just their big hook doesn't seem that fresh. No, isn't it a lot like Mister and Mrs. Smith, another Brad Pitt movie? 
hey, when have you ever known Brad Pitt to go for an easy paycheck? Okay, let's see. <laughs> right, never. Not World War Z. Never World War Z. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't even include that. There's apparently a sequel to that coming out next year. So I wonder if it's still going to make its release next year, though, because last I heard, they didn't even have a director. Because I, I heard like a story, like they were trying to get David Fincher to direct, and I was like, they have no. on IMDb, but of course IMDb not totally accurate as we found out today. Um, but they had him written down as the director. David Fincher? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not, I'm that's, not convinced. That's a complete waste of his talents. Well, of course it is, but he sees those paychecks coming. He knows. <sighs> Aaron's, There's now nothing Aaron's like the hurt. book. Now oh Aaron's hurt. Now he's hurt about these sequels and the, <laughs> the remakes. He's hurt now that David Fincher got involved. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Um, to yep. a film I was actually pretty excited for, but now that the critics are kind of middling on it, I'm like, I'm kind of tempering my expectations. Uh, that's rules don't apply. Um, when I first saw this trailer, I was like, all right, I'm down with this movie. It's a period piece about old Hollywood, you know? Got Howard Hughes in, in this movie. I got, yeah, that's definitely Oscar bait. Well, of course it is. Old, old Hollywood. Yeah. Come on, hail Caesar! All right, hail Caesar! Uh, I'm gonna get it. No, no, I know. <laughs> they're gonna just go, they're gonna go to La La Land for oh. you know the. Oh my God! Can we just talk about La La Land for a second? Well, well no. <laughs> what? Oh my God! Is there any doubt that this movie's going to be outstanding? <laughs> like, no, there is no, not no. a it's single doubt. It's going to be a great movie. It's going to be in the Best Picture contention, of course. And Ryan it's, Gosling and it's, Emma it's Stone. It's a fact. It's 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 a fact. Yes. Because I believe in this, and therefore now it's a fact. Because as we established, that's how they work. <laughs> yes. Anyway, now that we're done talking about La La Land, let's talk about rules don't apply. Uh, we got God, my I can never pronounce his name. Alden. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you just don't pass off these duties to like someone else. But <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of a fun recurring element. Oh God. <laughs> I hate it so much. All right. I'm going to get it this but time. I love it. Alden Ehrenreich. How do you pronounce it? <laughs> Tell me how you pronounce no, I just, it. I just love how you're like sounding out <laughs> like you're just learning how to read. Explain it to me like I'm five, Aaron. <laughs> Seriously, though, I really want to know how it's pronounced. No, I think, you, I think that was it. Ehrenreich? Alright. Um, we got him. <laughs> we got not Jennifer Lawrence, Haley Bennett. <laughs> I like you, Haley Bennett. Don't ever change. Um, Lily Collins, uh, who's just... What has she been in these past few years? Like, nothing. This. this I guess. Movie. Oh, she was in the Mortal Instruments, City of Bones. Oh, well, that was a mistake. That was quite that, the bomb. That was probably what... Uh killed your career right there yeah but of course she was also well she has a lot of things that killed her career priest abduction um mirror mirror uh mortal instruments and then like some movie last year 
uh, with Sam Claffin in it, of course, the man who kills himself so his girlfriend can, uh, whatever, live or whatever. What's the... What? What's the... Oh, the Me Before, me before you? you? Yeah. Spoiler alert for Me Before You. <laughs> yeah, why, why, the, come on, ladies <laughs> Um, you. But, of course, The Blind Side. It's, it's an okay movie. Um, what? Is that the director? The Blind Side? Or, yeah. Is it she the was same in director? The blind side. Why are you bringing in The Blind Side? Because she was in The Blind Side. Who was? Lily Collins. Oh, okay. Are we still on that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, but we are. Of course, you got Martin Sheen in this one as well. Alec Baldwin, Matthew Broderick, Ed Harris. Um, those are really the big names. A lot of big names. Um, oh, sure. Warren Beatty, of course. Big names don't mean a good movie, though. Well, no, I'm not saying it means a good movie, but it's enough that like, when I saw this trailer, I'm like, I was like the John Travolta uh, meme where he's like, you know, looking around from Pulp Fiction. You ever seen that one? You ever seen Pulp Fiction, Eric? Yes, I, I, I have. What is this episode? <laughs> I, I honestly cannot find a director for Rules Don't Apply. So if you would like to talk about this movie for a minute while I look for that, that would be great. Well, I mean, I don't really have much to say. I think we watched the trailer... Yeah, we did. At some point. But I don't really remember it that well. I just remember you're like, hey, this movie looks kind of cool. And I watched the trailer and I was like, eh. I oh guess. my god. It's two hours and 40 minutes long. Are you... Are you what? I'm not even kidding. That's way okay, too nope, long. Not, nope, not doing it. Not doing it. <laughs> it's way too long, you guys. Oh, Warren Beatty's directing it as well. So nope, Warren Beatty can't, can't. Aaron. Two hours and forty minutes. No. Nope. Aaron, Aaron. I'm out. Aaron. I'm out. Aaron. Warren Beatty is directing this movie and also playing Howard Hughes. <laughs> okay, Wikipedia says it's only 126 minutes. Okay. I think that's more accurate. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. 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 That's that's duple. <laughs> that's duple. Oh my god. If it was two hours and 40 minutes, that's like Wonderful Lifetime right there. Oh, Even though It's a Wonderful Life isn't really that long, it feels like it's that long. I was like, long. yeah, what? It feels like it's that long. Oh, That's, just... your, that's your go-to example of a long movie? Yeah, because I've never it's felt... It's a Wonderful Life? I've the never... movie where like nothing happens until like the last 10 minutes? I've never felt the length of they, a movie They don't even like have enough before. plot to fill an entire hour and a half or whatever, and that's your example? <laughs> So rules don't apply. Probably no, end up they seeing do it. Not. But I don't, I don't. I'll probably be sad about it. So. All right. Let's move on. Can we talk Oh, we haven't even talked about Miss Sloan yet. Uh, yes. Oh, you meant move on to the next movie. That's yeah. I can you tell it's been 28 weeks. I'm really good at hosting this podcast. <laughs> um, Miss Sloan. Can't pronounce people's names. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Sloan, a movie, another movie I was pretty excited for, and now reviews are pouring in, and again, quite middling. Um, mm -hmm. So again, tempering my expectations, uh, but by all accounts, Jessica Chastain um, is absolutely great in this movie. 
So that's what I'm excited for. Uh, Jessica Chastain, probably one of my favorite actresses that's working right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you got Interstellar. You got... Yeah. Uh, is that a spoiler? That's why a spoiler. No. She's going to come up in that cast list. Man. Oh, that's How's that spoiler? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I just won't mention who she plays then. Um, <laughs> she's an Interstellar. <laughs> this is how spoilers work. <laughs> uh, well, it is for that movie. Anyway, she's in that. She's in that. She's in that Crimson Peak. Uh, yep. I almost just spoiled that movie too. <laughs> that one's not even reasonable. Why would you have ever spoiled? <laughs> well, I was gonna say something that she does in that movie. Well, don't. Yeah, no. Um. And yeah, she's in this. Uh, and from the trailers, looks like she's pretty great. Of course, Jessica Chastain, always great. Most most of the time, great. Sure. I can't think of what she's been bad in, so. Just gonna. She's really good as Pepper Potts and Iron Man 3. <laughs> what? I don't know, Aaron! I'm in, a really, I'm in a really weird place right now. I don't understand <laughs> the joke, though. I don't either. I think they, they don't. I think the joke was that. Like. I think the joke. I think the joke was that I confused her for Gwyneth Paltrow. I know that's what I'm saying, but it's not, it's like not a joke. Confusion. <laughs> it's not a joke. Um, if anything, I would confuse her with Christina Hendricks. Oh, Lacey. Lacey what? got to mention in her filmography, The Huntsman, Winter's War. Oh, God, she was in that this year. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Can't forget that one. Even though the rest of the world is already completely forgotten. Oh, this was <laughs> yeah. a movie. Speaking of utter garbage fires and sequels that don't need to happen. Um, yeah, just overall, I will end up seeing this movie. It doesn't get a wide release until December 9th. So we got a while to wait on that one. But, uh, you know, like I said, love Jessica Chastain. think she's a really uh, like good person, too, outside of just her acting. So, you know, I want to support Jessica Chastain in, in her work. So uh, I'll probably end up seeing this. I don't know. Have you seen the trailer for it? Do you know anything about it? Or? Yeah, I've seen the trailer. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> chill, Aaron. It's pretty chill. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. copacetic, as they say. That's not what people say. No, people say that. Mostly surfer people. When are you hanging out with surfer <laughs> people? <laughs> Let's move on, everybody. <laughs> No, I don't know if I can move past this now. You're you're here trying to trying to claim your show with all these surfer people, and I don't know if I'm buying it. Let's move on to what have we been watching this week, um, Aaron? Yeah, what have you been watching this week? Well, I had a an extremely light week because. Um, I had a 20 page paper to write and a bunch of other papers to write for classes. So didn't have much free time this week, but I did watch a few things. Uh, you're the worst had their season finale this week. Oh, okay. Awesome. It was excellent. Lacey, I I can't say anything because obviously I don't want to spoil it at all, Mm. but you know, it just, it just, it, it was, it got real. It just got awesome real real you know and i'm just i'm excited for you to be able to watch this season because it was excellent just 
No, this year it's, the worst. A show what? I'd be interested in owning, probably. So if it comes out on Blu-ray before Hulu, probably going to do that. Or DVD mm-hmm. or whatever they put out their stuff I don't know, Yeah, I don't know if they get Blu-ray releases. Always Sunny they... is just now getting ported to Blu-ray. <laughs> Once all of them are on Blu-ray, that'll be one that sits on my shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if season three was quite as good as season two. It's hard to beat. Season two is really great. It, I, exactly. Season two is a very, very high standard, but it was still very excellent. Like looking back over the whole season, there's like so many episodes I can just like pick out as just like exceptional in every way. Like there's multiple masterful episodes throughout this season, even if the season as a whole was a bit more unfocused, I guess, than okay. season two. All right. Like it just it just felt like they they spread out their storylines a bit too much because it's like every single character is like all doing their own thing more or less. Like they're all good stories, but they're also kind of a bit separated from each other. Yeah. I don't know, but it's still excellent. Still one of my favorite shows on TV. Good. Still hilarious. Good. Still really and getting emotionally season four. just devastating. Getting season four, though, Aaron. Yep. Pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm glad that people have like started paying attention to it now and that mm-hmm. its audience, I believe it's actually grown in the third season from the second. That is so. awesome. That is awesome. Yes. It's indeed. I like to think that we did that, Aaron. Um, I yes. <laughs> I mean I think it's more on me because I discovered the show first and right, then fine. I I'll, brought you into the fold. I'll give so. it to you. I'll give it to you. I don't I don't think you deserve too much credit. I'm just No. No, not like. In fact, I don't think I deserve any credit, even. No. So, worthless, Lacey. Yeah. Well, you, you're, you're useless. Yeah, that, that's actually true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a depressing episode. It's just a weird episode. It's all around weird. Aaron, what else have you been watching? Uh, I've also been continuing to watch Mad Men. I'm in the final season now. Okay. Just watched the first episode of season seven. So, almost done. Still great. Probably, probably, I'm pretty much just like kind of like not saying much about it because I'm holding a lot of my thoughts about the show until I finish it. Right. So I feel like there is kind of like a lot of it's just like how well together is it going to come in the end? That was how well together is it going to come? Is it going to come together as well as that sentence? That's that's a quote for the Twitter page. is a weird episode um no yeah i, I I'm totally sorry, understand i'm sorry i exhausted all my sentence structure talents on my papers <laughs> <Yeah>. this week <laughs> well for Mad Men, it's it's the same way i feel about miss sloan which might sound weird but it's like with this kind of movie or that kind of premise like the ending is what really like if the ending isn't good then it kind of sours the whole rest of the movie whereas like some movies it's like oh the avengers they have another floating thing in the sky and they defeat it. Okay, it's a lot like the other ones, but it's the journey that gets you there. Uh, so, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, like, even if the ending's bad, like, I think the journey uh, would still be worth it because it's still a very entertaining, very well-written, well-acted show. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, at the same time, I feel like... I, I trust them to have a good ending. I think... I don't have any reason to doubt that they're going to pull off a bad ending. I mean, it, there, it hasn't like dropped off like Dexter, where you're just like this entire last four seasons have just been utter trash. I mean, it's still, it's still, yeah, 
really high qu- it's consistently been high quality which is actually fairly impressive that there's like it's they got seven seasons and yet there's been like no lull now in is quality it, is it like uh 24 episode seasons or no what? like uh 13 oh see that's how you do it that's how you do it right there um now aaron do you want to know if my mom liked the ending of mad men or not or if she liked mad men as a whole I sure why not? She hated it. <laughs> she, <laughs> she liked everything up to the ending. Like I don't know if she really hated it. That might have just been like her gut reaction. But like she, her and my stepdad were watching it, and then she like comes into the other room. And she's like, "I hate it." And I'm like, "Okay." I haven't like asked her about it after that, but oh, oh, okay. So we'll, there you go. we'll see. Only got. 13 episodes left at this point, because the final season's 14 episodes. All right. Nice, nice. Anyway, okay, so then, movies. Even though I had a very light week, Lacey, I still watched two 2016 movies. I hate you so much. (laughs) So I only gained ground with two movies this week instead of the four I thought I had. Yep. All right. Exactly. So first I watched uh, Sing Street. Yes, Sing Street. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very enjoyable. Yeah, it's very, very yeah. enjoyable. It's like I feel like, film. yeah, like it's it's a very, it's just very fun. Like the 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 music is oh. like actually really catchy. You know, it's like, like you this stole is, it. This is, these are some good gents. Like I yeah. mean, the premise is almost dependent on them being an actual good band. So it's like, hey, yeah. they're actually a fairly decent band. You know, yeah. so this works. Yeah. And the cast is likable. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. It, it's it's funny. It's it's charming. It's emotionally powerful at some moments. Like oh, you yeah. you were right that uh, what's his name from Transformers Four? Yeah, can actually can actually act, dude. I I mean we're not gonna talk about it in depth no. on here. That but the ending to this film, I was like I didn't expect this film to make me cry. I was like tearing up at the end. I was like, man, it's a powerful film. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, his his whole character arc, the brother, mm-hmm. is just I loved it. That yeah. was that was some great material. He's really great there for sure. I mean, I feel like the I I just feel like I there was a lot of great stuff in this movie, but at the same time, I feel like the plot was just a little too familiar to make it truly mm-hmm. exceptional. I like can I see mean, that. there there was a lot of like neat stuff they threw, and like that brother, I think, added a lot of new interesting depth to a fairly, you know, normal storyline. But at the same time, I, I just, I think it's mainly, like, the the girl, the love interest. I feel like I kept on waiting for them to, like, subvert kind of that typical love interest role mm-hmm. a little more, and then it never quite came. It's like they, they got, like, so close to doing it, but then they didn't quite do it enough. And I yeah. think that might have pushed over the edge for me, but... um. But I was really proud of them for showing restraint on, like, the whole, the band breaks up or whatever. Like, that they never use that cliche. And I'm like, awesome. Like, that's such a overused, like, trite kind of thing. It's like, oh, how do you build right, right. Like, the band breaks up? <laughs> Great. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not like, it's, 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 it's a familiar storyline, but it's not, like, a bad storyline. Like, no. it's not embracing those cliches to that extent, but... I don't know. So I think it ended up being like, like no, thirteen or something on my list, okay, yeah. or something like that. Like it's it like, made it made it fairly high, but it wasn't quite good enough, quite stand out enough to make top ten. 
I guess it's number nine on my list now. So, yeah, kind of close there on that one. Yeah. All right, so then the other 2016 film I watched this week was The Invitation, which is that kind of, like, thriller 2015. movie. That, it's on Netflix. It's a 2015 movie, though. It was released in 2016, though. It, it came out film, film festival in 2015, theatrical release in 2016 that's our standard lazy so wait let me otherwise you otherwise you have to discredit the witch you have to discredit the lobster you have to discredit i'm not saying that i'm gonna discredit this all i'm saying is that i could have watched this movie for 15 days of halloween but i didn't so i'm like it's not 2016 and like uh, it doesn't netflix says it's 2015 but yeah was only because it it was produced in 2016 and was premiered at a film festival then yeah, I understand that. But if I had known that, I would have watched oh. this movie already. <laughs> oh, so you're not you're not angry at me for trying no, to claim it's a 2016 movie. You're angry at yourself for not knowing that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. But yeah, I, under my standard, which is that when I would have been able to watch it, right, is when it comes is when it uh, falls into that year. Right. So, yeah, I mean. I'm not sure how I feel about the movie, though, because it's okay. kind of like, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, it's like, I guess it's good, but at the same time, it's like a really, really slow burn, you know? Like, it's very, very slow. Like, it takes, like, an hour for things to even start picking up, and mm-hmm. you're like, I-, I feel like you could have done more to, like, hook us right away, because basically it feels like I'm invested in this movie at the beginning because i keep on trying to pick up on the clues of like oh when is this gonna you know start uh picking up and stuff but it's more just like that that's what i'm looking for i'm looking for the moment when it's gonna start picking up and i keep on looking for that for like a whole hour but i mean like still it's 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 all right it's got some good materials it's it has a it has a solid ending i i liked I liked how they pulled off the ending. Like, it was definitely... They subverted a, a cliche that I thought they were going to go for. And I was like, "That's that was a really smart move. And then... So, like, the whole end of this movie is solid. I'm just not sure if it was worth the long build-up they gave to it. Okay. I guess is how I would phrase it. All right. So, I don't know. It's all right. All right. I think it made it around like the middle of my list. Probably gonna have to watch this now. No, no, it's 2016. <laughs> you're you're all in on this competition. Oh, I am. I'm seeing Moonlight tomorrow. I'm driving like 60 miles to go see <laughs> Moonlight. <laughs> not not just because of the competition, but like I also do really want to see that movie. So, Aaron, Aaron. Uh, podcast listeners, Aaron is actually stuck um, off screen at the moment. Uh, something strange is happening with him. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I think he might have been taken uh, by... Oh, and he hung up. So that's only a little terrifying. Uh, if you can hear this all happening right now, I'm just uh, going to call him again. And we're going to work through this together, guys. It's scary. I know. It's very scary. But we're going to work through this together, I promise. Uh, You can hear the Skype 
phone calling him right now. And here he is. He's back. Aaron. Um, Hello. You're back. The podcast I listeners st- went on a journey with me. Sound. I still had sound for you, and then it just oh. kicked me off the call. Nice. I don't know. We went on a journey. We called you. Uh, we had a good time. Whatever. But, yeah, Moonlight. I am going to see that for next I, week. I so. guess so. I mean, you... <laughs> I'm a, I'm very excited for but that But is movie. it honestly, I, what I was trying to ask you before, I guess it cut out. Unless, yeah. Did it cut out again? What? Are you are you are you here? Yeah, I'm here. You froze. Did I? Fr- I'm I'm here. I'm here. I can hear you. Can Hello. You, can you hear me? Are you are you are you? Can you hear me? Yes, okay. I can hear okay. you. <laughs> so you like froze, and then like your screen started like moving in fast motion. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you weren't technical um, technical difficulties. This whole section. It's only been a minute. It's only been a minute. Aaron. What were you no saying? one, no one wants to listen to this nonsense. I'll, yeah. I'll include it at the end. Then I'll put it as a little bonus at the end of the podcast. Aaron, okay. What were yep. you saying about Moonlight? Oh, I was just asking if it was honestly sixty miles to go uh, see Moonlight. It might be more than that. Because that seems a bit ridiculous. <laughs> it's only playing. Are off. you kidding me? <laughs> no, it's only playing it's, down it's, there. Just, why don't you wait and see if it will expand further in the coming weeks? Because I feel like it will. That's a possibility. (laughs) And it's driving (laughs) over 60 miles. I mean, it's good, but it's not that good. Wow. (laughs) I don't know. Um, I might just go see something else then. Because, I don't know. I don't know, Aaron. You know what? You you can't tell me what to do. You already said you wanted to see three movies this weekend. Yeah, but I was going to go tomorrow. Oh. Well. Anyway. Anyway. We're way off track now. Aaron, what else you got for us? Yeah. That's all I have. That's all. That was my week. Let me get started then. Um, I only have movies this week. I didn't watch any TV. Uh, You know, TV just sucks and uh, it's stupid. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Let's just completely yeah. discredit a whole uh, form of storytelling. Let's just let's just go for it. <laughs> um all right. So, let's I'm going to go in Hey, we did it with music videos. Oh yeah. <laughs> Not really. We said there were some <laughs> good ones. Um I'm going to go in chronological order of the four 2016 sure. films I saw this week. Um so I'm going to start with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Of course. It's a movie. It's a movie. Um, mm-hmm. Is it or is it a cash grab? It's also a movie. You are way too mean to this movie, all right? I am very mean to this movie because it is mean to me. Demeans so, me as a person. No, it does not. Okay. Now let it's me like, finish. hey, you're an idiot who's going to go see this no matter what we throw on the screen. Oh, oh now, oh, now, Aaron, now Aaron's Last scared of all of these cash traps. Now he is, now that we're not in the main topic anymore. It's only this movie, though. I know it is, yeah. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start by saying... I think it's just one of those... Never, yeah, you just give me your thoughts. We don't um, need to hear my thoughts. My thoughts are important because I haven't even watched this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's ended at number twenty for my movies. Um, 
which is way lower than I would have expected it to be. Um, so here's the problem with this movie. You can tell it's J.K. Rowling's first screenplay. Like, you can really tell. <laughs> like, it's rough. It's really rough in some places. Mostly, Like, kind of how tr you could tell in Trainwreck with Amy Schumer's screenplay? Like, that kind of stuff? Trainwreck's a good movie, but no. So, no, not like that at all. Uh, but... <laughs> um, the first... 15 to 20 minutes of this movie are bad. Like, really bad. I was like, oh. I was to the point where I was getting angry. Like, legitimately angry. I'm like, if this is this whole movie, I am going to be so angry that I sat through all of this. But after that, picks up. The rest is really quite good. Um, but those first 20 minutes are just so hard to get through. Because it's like the classic thing. It's the classic thing of someone who, like, doesn't really know how to... And I'm sorry, Jake Rowling, I love you, but... It's like, she doesn't... It, like I said, first attempt at a screenplay. Um, because the first 20 minutes are just, let's throw everything at the viewer right now, and then we'll all, like, have it make sense later. Because, so you get the introduction of our three main characters, you get the introduction of our main bad guy with Grindelwald, who... They telegraph the big reveal in this movie. The very first scene reveals what the big reveal is going to be in the movie. Like, they don't even try to hide it. I'm like, uh, okay, strange, strange choice. But then you like get to that scene at the end and you're like, well, I already knew this. Why are they acting like this is a reveal? <laughs> like, it's a reveal to the characters, but it's not a reveal to the audience. So, like, oh, God. And then, yeah, so you got... The three characters, you got, like, all this stuff. They, like, don't explain anything at, at first. They're just like, hey, you know this world. Here you go. <laughs> like, and I understand a little bit, because we're supposed to be, like, learning about the magic world with this muggle character, or no magic character. Um, and I get that to a certain extent, but it just doesn't um, flow well. What? You you just completely you're completely froze. <laughs> oh God! Like a minute. I'm sorry. I didn't hear anything of what you said. <laughs> um, basically, what I said was we're supposed to learn about this world through the Nomad character, and then like you know learn through him, and it just doesn't flow very well. Uh, that's a big problem. Mm -hmm. Um, but that being said, I love the four main characters. They are great. I can't wait to spend more time with them and more movies. Uh, Newt Scamander, Eddie Redmayne. At first, I was like, they're not giving him, like, anything to do in this movie. But then when, like, he finally picks up and, like, his character starts building, you're like, okay, I like him. I want to see more of him. And, uh, well, of course, I'm a little partial because one of the characters' names is Jacob. But, um, <laughs> I quite like Jacob. Uh, he, he's a fun character. Um, also was going to be played by Michael Sarah, which is just strange. Um, oh man, I would I would have been in. Then. Yeah, I would have been. You know, in he he turned it down all to be in Lego Batman. Movies. Turned it down to okay, be in Lego Batman. Okay, worth it, worth it. Yeah, um, uh, Catherine Watterson, I believe, is the name of uh, the actress who plays. I I don't know. I don't even know the names of some of these characters, but I'm like, okay, you're cool. I like you. 
Uh, but she's... And even if you knew the names, you wouldn't know how to pronounce them. <laughs> That's pretty true. Uh, <laughs> Catherine Watterson plays Tina. Um, I didn't know her name was Tina, uh, but it was kind of like the quirky, like, I used to be a cop, now I'm not a cop anymore, or an auror, as we say in uh, Harry Potter terms. And uh, then you nope. got Tina's sister, who is my favorite character in the movie, and she's getting quite a little bit of backlash, actually. They're like, oh, she's she's too, she's too, like, she's too much like Luna Lovegood. And it's like, okay, but she's Luna Lovegood's great aunt, so it kind of makes sense. Like, oh, learn your Harry Potter lore, you filthy muggles. Oh. Are, you, are, they, are they seriously doing that when they're just like, oh, this character is like great-great-grandfather of this minor character, and this one well, this is has already been known. half-cousin. Because Newt, Newt Scamander is the... But why? Uh, but we already knew this, because Newt Scamander is the great... I didn't grandfather know of Luna Lovegood by marriage. I mean, if you know your if you know your Lovegood family tree, I mean, come on, come on, Aaron. I <laughs> get I don't. on my Harry Potter I, level, Aaron. <laughs> um, I refuse because the movies aren't that good. <laughs> uh, but the books are. But, mm, but nah. the books are, Aaron. Eh. Oh. Okay. They're not that good. But anyway. They're not that good. <laughs> anyway. Um oh gosh, I just my phone I hate this unlock system on my phone because I'm trying to find this girl's name. Uh Allison Sudal plays Queenie. I think she's one of the best parts of the movie. She's funny, she's fun, uh, and she's just uh really great. And then you got uh the most wasted character in the film, who is Colin Farrell's character. Um and I Oh man. I can't even explain why he's wasted without spoiling this film so but yeah ezra miller is in this movie for no reason whatsoever you're like why did this have to be ezra miller like why did ezra miller choose this like it's so strange um we got weird like red herrings that never come back in the movie <laughs> like why why'd they even introduce this plot point it makes no sense and then john voight is in it for two scenes and you're like you got john voight for this <laughs> why? why did you get john voight you don't need john voight <laughs> like i feel like i will not like this movie i just i i feel like i will not like this movie aaron, at all but aaron the magic was yeah. there the magic was there that's the magic never captured me in the first place. See, and that's the difference between you and I. Was I was always just kind of like, eh. The magic has always captured me. And once you finally get to the part where he's, like, going and capturing the Fantastic Beasts, my God, is it fun. It is so fun to watch this movie. And you're like, okay, and he's going to do this. Oh, he's trying to get Niffler. He's grabbing all the little coins and putting them in his little pouch. And you're like, oh, Niffler, and you're going to sell a lot of toys. Um, and you got like... Are we supposed to know who Niffler is? Niffler, yeah, Niffler. The little creature. The little creature that's like a platypus and he shoves little I... coins in his pouch. Now, my main complaint, Aaron. My main complaint. Nope. We, got, we got all these fantastic <laughs> About... beasts. We got all these fantastic beasts. Uh, uh -huh. But where the heck is my blast-ended skewer? You don't right. know where to find them? Well, no. Well, he knows where to find them eventually. Like, that's the point of the movie. He froze again. Um, of course. Oh, really? I'm sorry. Am I back? Yeah. Okay. You're back. Um, there's no blast-ended skewer in this movie, Aaron. I really wanted to see myself a blast-ended skewer. 
where can I find one of these? There's no hippogriff. I mean, like, I understand we've already had a hippogriff, but, like, Buckbeak origin story? Anyone? That would, that, oh, that would be great. Um, no dragon? No, like, none of these, like, magical creatures that you're like, oh, yeah, unicorn? They, they have to save something. They have to save something for the sequel. But there was a Grindylo in the background. I did see a Grindylo. I was like, I go. don't know what that is. Oh, my God. They're the little guys who grab at Harry's feet when he's swimming in the water in number four? Nope. I... I have you don't know what a Grindylo is? <laughs> no. <sighs> there, there's a Billywig. Do you know what a, of that do, either, do you but... know what a Billywig is? Because there's a Billywig in this film. No, nope. I was excited. I, you're, these aren't words. Well, no, these, they're creatures. They're not. These of aren't words. Not words. They're creatures. They're fantastic beasts, and where to find them? No, for real, I'm just messing around. There is a Billy Wig in it, though. Um, but yeah, it was really... I, I don't know if you're making these up or not. <laughs> no, I'm really not. I, They're I all can't real. tell. They're all real. <laughs> Man, don't even talk to me until you've read every Harry Potter book multiple times, seen the movies multiple times, and played all the video games multiple times, Aaron. Don't even talk to me. Fine. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm rude. Um, but yeah, uh... I'm. Just, I don't know. I, I liked the movie. I'm not gonna lie. I liked it. I will see it. I will see the other ones as long as they don't shove too much Johnny Depp in it. Please don't put Johnny Depp in it too much. Oh my god. But he's the main villain. I don't want him. I, Isn't can he? I, can he not be though? <laughs> can we like recast him? <laughs> can we get a recast on this? I I can't even talk about it without spoiling it. Um. But overall, um, if you like Harry Potter, go see the movie. I mean, you'll enjoy it. You'll love being in that world for another two hours. Um, and just be aware that it's quite dark, like really dark. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's a lot darker than Harry Potter. I forgot. And Harry Potter got really dark. Well, did, well, I mean, this movie apparently is not doing well with kids at all. Like only 18% of the opening weekend audience was under 18 so it's like this movie is basically only for adults like at this point i guess i mean there is a scene in this movie this isn't a spoiler the death penalty is a real thing in this movie <laughs> let's just be clear on that and it's messed up <laughs> anyway that's enough i don't want to spoil this for you if you like harry potter and uh, unlike aaron who sucks so uh um yeah I don't yep. know. And I will say, final final thoughts on Fantastic Beasts. They showed a lot of restraint um, on being like, you know this character, <laughs> you know this thing, oh, look at this, you know this. Like, the only thing that I caught in the whole thing that was like, oh, you know Dumbledore. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's the only kind of moment. They cut out a musical scene, though. I was excited for a musical scene. Anyway. Hopefully we get to see Ilvermoni in the next uh, movie, because that would be awesome. Guys, I'm going to move on from that movie now. I honestly don't know if you're making these things up. Ilvermoni? It's the American I, School I know, for Witchcraft I know, and Wizardry. I know Dumbledore. Ilvermoni, the wizard, okay. witch and wizarding school of America. Come on. Queenie went there. Queenie if, thinks it's the best school. If you say school. so. Oh, God, Aaron, we need to. If, if you say so. 
We need I'll to, take your word for it. We need to really educate you on the Harry Potter. I'll catch it on the DVD. <laughs> Aaron, um, I saw another film this week that came out this week. Uh, the Edge yep. of Seventeen. Uh, really, really loved this movie. Um, I never thought the day would come that I would suggest everyone go see Edge of Seventeen before Fantastic Beasts. Uh, but <laughs> definitely give this movie your money. Um, it is amazing and hilarious and heartfelt and touching and weird. Um, weird in like a good way. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I was the whole time I'm watching this, I'm just like, how is this movie this good? Like I was going in, I was like, you know, I'm expecting a nice like Mean Girls slash Easy A kind of rip off kind of thing. Um, but it, it exceeded all of that. Uh, Haley Steinfield, of course. Uh, who I thought was trash in Pitch Perfect 2. Pitch Perfect 2? Yeah. Well, I've, that whole movie is trash. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I know that it's the movie's fault and not her fault, because she's really, really good in this movie. Um, man. I just... Again, it's just one of those movies, like, it, it's very heavy on jokes. It's very heavy on uh, just plot and story. Um, of course, like, all films are. <laughs> Unless they're Transformers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I highly recommend uh, that people see this. Um, I can't remember the name of the director at the moment, but she has quite a uh, quite a career ahead of her. If this makes enough money, because she the direction's great, the writing which it's, she it bombed at the box office though. F, this one might have legs, Aaron. I'm hoping this one has legs and it can. We'll see. Can make I doubt it. it. Also, it didn't... Probably could become a cult film, though, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure it will be, actually. Um, it, it has that Juno-type feel, where, like, you know, Juno didn't do much, but, you know, people love it now. Um, let me look it up here and see what Or the even the is. original Pitch Perfect, I guess. Well, I don't... I still don't understand the appeal, don't, but... Don't compare this movie to Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I will. Um, so it's almost made its budget back, at least... So we'll give it that. Is it was only a nine million dollar budget, so um I hope it I hope I hope this does well. Uh the writer is writer and director is Kelly Freeman Craig, who her only other work really has been post grad. The uh strange movie starring that girl from uh Gilmore Girls. Alexis Alexis Bladell is her name. Sure. But I highly recommend this movie. Uh, it was actually at my number 10 before I watched another movie this week. It, it's that good, guys. <laughs> you should definitely see it. Um, and Aaron, I think you'll like it too. Because we're on the same page with this Mean Girls, Easy A, uh, Paper Right, Town yeah. Like, like I said last week, it looks like something I will enjoy. Yeah. It's just movie ticket prices are no, too no. expensive around me to... <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel you. When it... It'll be a DVD one, though. Um, And I understand now why, like, the H Brothers and the STX or whatever those production companies are called, why they, like, so aggressively marketed this film, because they knew they had something special on their hands. Like, they had to have known. They're like, this is a good film. Go see it. Uh, But apparently that didn't work. So. Moving on. 
Uh, a film that, Aaron, you've actually seen, so we'll be able to talk this one over. Uh, Love and Friendship. Oh, okay. Uh, Did you subscribe to Prime? Uh, I'm using my free trial at the moment. So. Oh. Really liked Love and Friendship. Uh, not, like, I forgot where I ended up putting it. Oh, yeah, no, it's number 15 at the moment. Um, but I feel like this will be one that I might rewatch. Because I was a little tired last night when I watched it. I feel like some of the jokes just kind of flew over my head. Yeah, obviously you have to kind of keep pace with the dialogue. Yeah. Because it's not... It's not easy. Um, but overall, really funny. Like, really funny film. Uh, like, you, you know what I'm talking about, though. Like, the, the guy who's, like, exactly like Ricky Gervais, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. that dude. Oh, my <laughs> God. Best. All of his scenes. He stole those scenes. Oh, God. The scene where he's like... Uh, I was like, you got to follow the Twelve Commandments. <laughs> I was like, I think there's only ten. Oh, that's awesome. Which ones to take out? <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, that scene was great. Um, watching, I can't even remember her name now. Who's the lead? Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale. Um, watching her, like you said, she can't act. It's surprising, but she can act. <laughs> Um, watching her character, just a master manipulator, just seeing all the cogs move and seeing all the pieces move into place. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, probably one of the best made films I've seen this year. That doesn't necessarily correlate to my list, of course. Enjoyment. To German? Enjoyment. Enjoyment. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily correlate to German, of course. What does that even mean? I don't know. Um, if I had one complaint, it would be that the sets were not super great. Like, I feel like the movie, yeah, kind of... Maybe it was just like the camera work that didn't really... Yeah, it feels weird. ...work with the sets. It feels very made-for-TV movie with their camera uh, yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. But much higher quality than that. So, uh, yeah. If you like... Not even really Victorian. If you like 1700s period piece drama uh, with a little bit of comedy thrown in there. Uh, so if we're all two of you people out there. <laughs> for, the, yeah, for the two of you that love Nina's weird niche, yeah, go, uh, go enjoy yourselves. Um, yeah, like Aaron said, free on Amazon Prime. So uh, enjoy it. Uh, next, Aaron, another film you've seen, and a film that I've had sitting on my shelf for, like, three months oh, right. now and just have never watched, uh, is The Lobster. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three film now. Holy crap. That's a good one. This movie perfectly tickled that dark comedy bone. You know what I'm saying? Tickled that. <laughs> I, I don't know if I know what you're saying, but I, funny bone. I think I, funny I, think bone. I get <laughs> I get what you're aiming you know, at. It tickled the comedy funny bone. Funny bone. <laughs> what are you even talking about? Nothing. Um, yeah, that, that, oh God. It's, it's a messed up film. It's so <laughs> messed up. Like, there are just moments where I just, like, I couldn't, like, keep my mouth closed because I'm like, they're not really doing this, right? Like, this isn't real. And, I mean, of course, I don't want to spoil them, but there's some just weirdly brutal moments in this movie where it's like, oh, my God. 
And uh, Colin Farrell, great in this film. Uh, weird recurring theme of Colin Farrell, but um, <laughs> yeah, just that uh, that dry, dark humor is perfect in this film. I think the direction's great. I think the cinematography is absolutely great. Uh, John C. Riley just being John C. Riley, uh, you know. And I think it's really a testament to the film as a whole that, like, I think our main character is the only one with an actual name in the whole movie. But, like, you don't realize that until I was looking at the IMDb page and I'm like, none of these characters oh, right. actually have names. And they're just like, guy with lisp, guy with limp, guy with, like, girl, short-sighted girl. And, um, right, right. So I'm like, well, I didn't even notice that until it was done. So they made me care about these characters whose names I didn't even know. And I was thinking about what you were saying, what you said about it when I was watching it, and it's just like the absurdity of modern dating and stuff. And it's like it's true. There are like there's the two extremes that you see in this movie, and both of them are just hilarious while also being kind of sad at the same time. You're just like, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it just like with the other two movies at the on the top of my list, uh, Arrival and the witch like you can't really say much about it because you know there's so much just little moments that you don't want spoiled for you um uh-huh. what do you think Aaron? i mean you've already said your piece on this film but yeah i mean i'm just i'm glad you enjoyed it as well because mm-hmm. you're right that it's you know it's just great cast really hilarious but also just so many themes yeah you know yeah just, that's that's what I really love with films, like a thematic richness and just yeah. like the way it uses this absurd premise yeah. to kind of explore all those themes. I just that's what made it me love it. Yeah, high concept comedies. If you do them right, I'm gonna love them. So, mm-hmm. and then this isn't a spoiler, but just the scene where like the kids walking along and he just kicks it in the shin. <laughs> and he's like, now she'll have a limp just like you. <laughs> I cracked up. I had to pause it. I was laughing so hard. It's it's a so it's a good film. Everyone see it. Um, definitely. No, you know I don't know if I can even say that. Can this movie be nominated for Oscars? Because it's technically a foreign I film. I don't know. I don't think so. Not sure. Hmm. Well, if it is, if it can be nominated, I think it will. For some at least some things so definitely one to watch before that um all right that's all i watched this week mm-hmm. gotta go cool. drive 70 miles to go see uh moonlight and uh i know i'm not gonna do it talk to me down uh-huh. <laughs> okay guys <laughs> let's move on or guy i mean guys People listening. Guys, like, yeah, people listening. We're ah! all... <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. To pitch it or ditch it. Uh, this sure. week we're doing an NBC show. Um, sure. I mean, this is like David's baby, and he's not even here to, like, really do it, but we'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll carry the torch. Um, right. Would you like to go first? I can go first. It's up to you. Sure. I can go first, because mine's a very, very simple premise, because obviously... 
I had been working on my paper until like mm. almost just before this podcast came out. So I was like, mm. I'll throw something together at the last minute. But all right, so you know, here at NBC, we've had a pretty clear mission statement these past couple of years, mm-hmm. and that is, we pretty much just want to be CBS. You know, <laughs> we're just like we we try to be like the hip cool youngster channel for a while mm. and then our ratings started getting horrible so we're just like you know what we need we need to target that really like old white demographic that loves to just watch police procedurals and stuff like every mm. night mm. you know we mm. want to be the new cbs but i think we've had a lot of success you know we've had all those chicago shows of but course i think there's a way we can do this even better okay and that is we just steal the shows from cbs directly oh you know? wow. all right so what we're gonna do is we're, we're going to resurrect the csi franchise okay. because okay. obviously cbs was like we're gonna cancel this and you know they just they just threw it away mm-hmm. you know why would they throw away a perfectly good police procedural franchise That's like that saying. so we're gonna pick that up we're gonna make our own okay. csi show we want people to be aware that this CSI show is now on our network, so they don't right. tune into CBS and get confused. Of course, so it's going to be called that. CSI NBC. That's that that's the title. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, that wouldn't make much sense unless the NBC actually stood for something. So the NBC is going to stand for now based in Chicago. So we're going to tie this into our larger Chicago <laughs> oh franchise. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so right. we got we're just going to yeah, so that in crime scene investigators or whatever it is, crime scene investigation. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what CSI stands for, but now mm-hmm. based in Chicago. That's going to be our new show. You know what? Mm-hmm. CBS has had such a great, such a great uh, success with with CSI. I mean, it ran for so long. Um, mm-hmm. I think it would be dumb of us to not take it. Honestly, uh, I mean, they're not they're not using it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. so I think we I think I think you're really onto something here. Now, the only way we can get this to work. As if Adam Scott is a part of this, because we have him in our pocket now. So I think mm-hmm. uh, he'll have to be a part of it. You know, he has probably has a contract that he needs to be in like a certain amount of shows. Uh, sure. So I, if we can include him, I'm all in on this. All right. Yeah. I all mean, right. you do have to keep in mind this is going to be a hardcore, gritty, 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 gritty drama. I was trying to say gritty drama. <laughs> we need a really gritty show here. It's going to catch That's on. That's the new term now. <laughs> it's going to catch on. Trademark. Um, no, of course. I, I fully recognize that. Um, so maybe like alcoholic. Yeah. Maybe like... Mm-hmm. He murdered his child or something. I don't know. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> okay, sure. Gotta, I guess. Yeah. Something um, like that. All right. So the budget on this one. I don't have anyone to bounce this off of. Um, the budget for this is going to be all of the earnings from the original CSI. You know? We're, we're going to go <laughs> big or go home on this one. Because I'm, I'm assuming... 
CSI made a lot of money. So Presumably, yeah. I mean, obviously, if they kept it running for like 13 seasons, I can't remember. How it was long. more than that. Too many for too many seasons. Then let's change. Let's change those words. Around. All right. Well, there we go. C. I'm going to say CBS, CSI, NBC. Now based yeah. in Chicago. All right. Aaron. Yep. Here's here at NBC. You know, I, I was thinking at first. I'm like, okay, so what high concept drama? can we take and then just run it into the ground within one or two seasons? Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, we had Awake, uh, you know, that that show with Jason Isaacs. Uh, uh, We had Revolution. Uh, But, uh, you know, now we have Timeless. We already have something filling that void at the moment. We're obviously going to run that into the the ground uh, within the first season. So I was thinking, who have we let go recently? that we could bring back for a brand new television show. Just think about this one. Are you, are you asking me? Oh, I'm asking you. I don't know. I haven't caught, I haven't been keeping up with NBC that closely, I guess. Oh, oh no. Oh no, no, no. Aaron. No. The, the Apprentice. It was a big hit. It was a big hit for us. Um, you know, big hit. The best, the best numbers. We had all the numbers. The best numbers oh. for that show. Oh. Um, and I think we need to bring it back. I mean, we're already bringing it back. Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, is going to be uh, the boss. I guess I don't know. Um, I don't know how the show works. But either. what if we had? A sister series, The Apprentice, where Donald Trump trains people to be the next president. You know, he has them doing presidential stuff. Um, he can teach them how to be racist. Uh, he can teach them how to be homophobic. There will be a whole episode about that. Um, you know, uh, there will be an episode where they have to burn down a theater that's producing Hamilton. Uh, like, if they, they have to find the most creative and cost-efficient way to do that. Um and uh, I, I just think, uh, you know, obviously we're going to go the same way as most of the media and pretend like he's a good person now. So, I mean, I think we just need to go all in on this at this point. Um, I'm, play- I'm, I'm playing a character, everyone. Um, I hope that's obvious. <laughs> um, Aaron, what mm-hmm. do you think? I, I mean, let me uh, tell me what you're thinking on this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, I'm a soulless corporate executive, so this is guaranteed to bring in ratings, and that's all I care about. <laughs> so, so I'm gonna do that, and your budget is going to be a dollar fifty because that's how much I have in quarters in my hand right now for some reason. I don't <laughs> just pick them up and start playing with them. So okay. yeah. You get you get this buck fifty and quarters. All right, that's that's your budget. You know, I think we can work with that because I mean, come on. <laughs> so, um, the presidential apprentice. No, it's gonna be the presidential celebrity apprentice. <laughs> so we'll get Kanye West in there. <laughs> These celebrity president celebrity no, apprentice. Oh, I got it. 
the celebrity Fredensis. <laughs> <laughs> it's like president and apprentice mixed into one word. Did you catch yeah, that? Yeah, I see one? that. Like, like Did you catch that one? The dr- yeah, Dritty. <laughs> dritty. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got it. You got is this, it. Is the show going to be very Dritty? Um, that's, what I, that's what I need. I, I need mean, the, we're I need burning down the reality that has show. Hamilton playing, so I'm assuming it's going to be pretty Dritty. Um, <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. That was uh, Pitcher to Ditch It. Now. <laughs> Yeah. Let's what? move on to the bad movie of the week. Aaron, I feel uh-huh. like you're excited. Uh-huh. You're you're maniacally rubbing your hands together right now. Like you're like a James well, Bond villain. And, uh, indeed. Indeed. What have you got? What well, have you got for you us? You see, mm-hmm. this week I wanted to do something a little different because mm-hmm. I was like, these past couple times I've done the bad movie of the week, I've just pulled from my blog series. Of course, of course. And I'm like, there are, there's plenty of material there, mm-hmm. but I wanted to do something different that I hadn't already expressed my thoughts and length about. I might come back to some of those later, but I wanted okay. to do something different this time. Gotcha. And I was like, I want to also do something different from what I've been doing before, where I just had pulled a movie that I had seen before and just start ranting about it again. So what I did is I actually went on Amazon Prime and I'm like, I'm going to find a terrible movie and just watch it. Why so did last you do night, this? <laughs> okay. Last night, I found the perfect movie for the topic we had this uh, week on the podcast, the originality. Mm-hmm. And that is because I watched a Japanese ripoff of Star Wars titled Message from Space. And this the date of creation on this one? Nineteen seventy-eight. Oh, oh. They 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 turned this out immediately. Now th- I knew there was a Portuguese film that's a ripoff of Star Wars that came out in the seventies, mm-hmm. but I did not know there was also a Japanese one. So this there is exciting. Let me let me hear and, it. Uh, <laughs> it's uh I gotta say, I wholeheartedly recommend watching this film. <laughs> okay. Because it is... Like, you have to have seen Star Wars first, and mm-hmm. then watch this movie. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of the most insane movies I've ever seen. Just, like, it's complete and utter nonsense. Of course. But it's so entertaining it's just an unbelievably great time like if you're looking for a great bad movie to watch this is this is it this is perfect okay so i'm just gonna i'm gonna walk you through a little what this of what this movie has to offer of course so we begin with our theme music Mm -hmm. and it is pretty much exactly the star wars music like, not, not the main Star Wars theme, but, like, mm. all those other themes John Williams wrote. We're just mm-hmm. going to crib that, okay. and then we're just going to change one or two notes at the end and pretend like it's a new score. Okay. All right. And then so we're introduced. We get this exposition, and apparently there's, like, this planet that gets overrun by this evil race of other beings or whatever. Sure. Okay. 
standard stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they show the planet, and it's just like, this movie is basically a bunch of toys just being like dragged around. <laughs> like they tried to use miniature works, but they were so inept at it that it's just like someone just like pulled out a camera and started playing with action figures and stuff. <laughs> okay. So, so they have this thing when they're so they have this group of like the good people of this planet, and they're all just like they're like plant worshippers or something. I don't know. They have like leaves in their hair and wearing robes or whatever. Okay. And they're like, "Are we're about to be overtaken, but we are going to pray to our gods to bring us heroes who will save us." And then they just like throw these eight nuts out into space. And then they're just like, the nuts will find people who will come and save us. And so... Um, um, what? Yeah. Excuse me, what? There's just like these eight glowing red nuts, like, like, acorn nuts kind of thing. That uh, they they toss out into space, mm-hmm. and they're gonna come, and yes. they're gonna they're gonna bring the heroes. They're gonna find the heroes out in space. It's only natural. <laughs> and so the princess, the princess of this race, mm. is like, okay, we gotta go out into space and find the people that these nuts are gonna find and bring them back. So she leaves with her helper dude, and they leave in like a a, a flying pirate ship. Like it's it's like legitimately a pirate ship. <laughs> oh my god and then we meet the villain and of he's, course. he's basically he's basically Darth Vader mixed with a samurai I mean that's all they were going for they weren't even trying oh my god okay all and right. he's like we also gotta we gotta find where these nuts are going mm-hmm. you know we gotta make sure they, we stop these heroes mm-hmm. so we're introduced to our main characters then after we, we like cut. And then, the, so we have these three main characters. They're just like a bunch of, you know, cool guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. The main mm-hmm. one's name is Aaron. And I was like, whoa, look, look at this. I'm, I, I can totally relate to this character. <laughs> it's like me with the character from Fantastic Beasts. I mean, it, exactly. And so they're just like, they're like, I don't know what they're, they're racing through an asteroid field for some reason. And then like the cop starts chasing them in a spaceship. And he's like, you guys broke the code. You got to obey the code. You got to stop. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? what's the code? <laughs> but like, the thing about this movie is that it was made in Japan. But like half the actors are English. And half the actors are J- Japanese, and they're both speaking their respective languages. <laughs> like, the Japanese people get dubbed over in English, but they're still <laughs> speaking Japanese. Oh my god. <laughs> and the script, it basically sounds like they wrote the script in Japanese and then translated it. Oh god. To like, a, like a Google Translate. The backstroke of, of the West. <laughs> So like okay, so like these racer people, like they, mm-hmm. they find some nuts. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're our heroes or whatever. Sure. Then before we can even get 
before we can even understand what's happening there, of course, we cut and we meet a different guy, and we meet a we meet a general, mm-hmm. and he is saluting a rocket ship that is being launched into space. And we find out he gets a call from his superior officer, and we find out that he used a precious military rocket as a funeral rocket for his robot that he loves so much. <laughs> and he's just what? like, he decides to retire from the army because no one in the army respects robots as like human beings or something. What? <laughs> And he's like, he, okay, so he's like, I'll never forget my robot, Beba. Beba. And then he, like, immediately, yeah, the robot's name is Beba. And then he immediately turns around, and this robot walks into the room, and he's like, how are you doing, Beba 2? It's like, is that supposed <laughs> to be comedy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like... You, you got us to, like, this dude's character arc is that he, like, cares about, like, there's this weird racial, like, discrimination dynamics going on right. here where it's, like, this dude is, like, robots should be treated like people, too. But he's, like, the only one in the movie that ever mentions anything related to it. Like, none of the other characters even address the robots and not, at all. And or not even, even address that. his opinions on robots. It's just there, and no one else cares. And not even that, but he's the character who, when his robot dies, instantly replaces him and names it the same name. (laughs) And then, like, as soon as they, as soon as he talks to this new robot, they cut, and he's in a strip club. What? (laughs) Star Wars, kids. (laughs) And he orders a drink, and the drink has the nut in it. So he's one of our eight heroes as well. I mean, look look at that. Look at that. And then, so, like, the, the three racer people, they go swimming for to catch space fireflies for this lady they like or something. Okay. And when, when they do that, they come across the pirate ship mm. that's there now. And they find the princess and her helper in the of pirate course. ship. Of course. And then they're just like, whoa, these people, their their ship doesn't match up with anything we have records of. They must come from another planet. And I was like, um, you have been flying around space in spaceships this entire prior half hour. Yeah. And yet you are only now informing me that you are all from the planet Earth. And apparently Earth has had no contact with extraterrestrial life before in this universe. I mean, you might have wanted to establish that earlier, but... It seems important. To me, it seems important, really. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) So then they, they take the princess and their helper back to their home. Okay. And then they start talking about the nuts. And then we cut, and we see that the general, who quit his job earlier, is now apparently living in their home as, like, a homeless drunk. Like, they don't even know he's there. He's just, like, living in, like... He's living with his robot in, like, another room of their house. But then he hears them talking about the nuts, and he comes out, and he's like, I, I have one of those nuts, too. <laughs> 
that's Star Wars, kids. <laughs> and they're like, well, that means you're going to be these great heroes who are going to save us from the, our enemies. And the general guy's like, no, I've been in wars. I don't want to be in another war like that. And it's really awkward because they keep on referring to things as space wars. And I'm like, just just say it. Just say Star Wars. Just just say there have been Star Wars before. Yeah. So the general guy like leaves the group. He's like, I'm uh-huh. not going to do this. I'm not going to be a hero. And then his robot turns to him and it's like, it's what Bebo would have wanted. And they like look up in the sky and they see the rocket ship with <laughs> Bebo. <laughs> people don't want to help as well so the princess is like okay i'm gonna find the other four people who have nuts because mm-hmm. there's still like four people oh my God, there are. Or <laughs> okay and they have like this really weird subplot where like one of the members of this trio of racers like brings her to this like japanese woman who's dressed up as a native american and like they have this she's has this dude who's just like has like a cloak and then you find out that the dude under the cloak is like this weird lizard monster and that the Native American Japanese lady was I guess lying about knowing the people with the nuts so that she could sell the princess as a bride to this lizard person or something Um, like it makes no sense whatsoever um, and like as soon as that happens like the bad guys come in and they kidnap the princess um, so it's like i don't understand what the purpose was at all is this movie I don't think this is classified as movie. <laughs> and then we get this weird scene where Aaron mm-hmm. is just like he's just like frantically running, and then all of a sudden, like this, he comes across like the army of evil people, and he runs up to them and he's like, "Have you seen the princess or whatever?" And then like this, these lights come up, and we see the Darth Vader samurai dude holding the princess, and then <laughs> he's like, "Is this the princess you were looking for?" And then. <laughs> I don't remember how this conversation goes, but at some point, he just, like, screams out, I am a human from Earth. I don't care what you do with her. And it's like... <laughs> what? Don't understand how those are... And then, but then, Samurai Vader guy is like, no, you do care, because you're in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing comes of this. Nothing at all comes of this romantic subplot. It's just kind of it's it's, and this is all a dream sequence. He oh my god! And, and that whole thing had been a dream sequence. So is that like and his then subconscious we cut telling back, him? and his friends. We cut to a scene where his friends are like fighting off this evil army, and like they're being ma- they're like part of this group that's being massacred or something. And then they wake up, and they were also dreaming. Sure. Now I want to I want to go back to the the Darth Vader's samurai for a second. Yeah. yeah. So is this like a dream ghost sequence, or like it takes the Darth Vader ghost to tell him that he's in love with the princess, <laughs> like know for himself? Yes. <laughs> All right. Good. But he hasn't even met the dude yet. 
<laughs> okay. This is so dumb. So then uh, we, we're taken to the bad guys show. Mm-hmm. And they have apparently kidnapped the princess and the Native American Japanese oh, lady. Okay. And they tie her down to this bed. And they look at her memories. And they discover that she has memories of this planet called Earth. So the Japanese Native American lady is just like, I love Earth. And then she dies or something. <laughs> and then the samurai Vader is like, well, I want to conquer that planet now. So then we get this insane jump to, like, he declares that he's giving Earth three days to surrender. And then we get this weird thing where we're learning about this United Nations leader who oh, gets God. elected. Oh, God. But then he goes to this bar, and he meets the general guy from before. And he's like, we were friends once. And so I'm asking you to take this diplomatic mission to the Samurai Vader people or whatever. And the general guy is like, I buried my career in orbit with Babo One. (laughs) 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 I don't understand his relationship with this robot. He's just like, oh, 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 no. (laughs) <laughs> oh no! It is just—I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So all the racer people mm-hmm. and their friends—they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go off and fight these people as well." Yeah. But as they fly off in their ship, the nut that one of them's holding like explodes, and it causes their ship to crash land on this planet. And then they meet this other guy in samurai armor. Who's like, I'm Prince Hans. I am the, you know, banished prince of the kingdom of the Samurai Vader people. And then he's like, I have a nut too. Like, it's barely an introduction. Like, they they don't even have a plot for this guy. He's just thrown in like an hour into this movie. And he's just like, hey, I'm one of these Mm -hmm. people with a nut. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. (laughs) This is getting worse by the second. Then we see the the general's diplomatic mission. He comes onto the ship, and then they're like, "We have one of your Earthlings among us." And then they pull out like this one guy, like one of the trio of racers. I guess at some point he got kidnapped or something. I think. And then they pull him out, and he starts begging for his life. And then everyone in the room just starts laughing at him. And the general is like, "Hey." That is a citizen of Earth. And then he throws a glove at some one of the samurai people. And he's like, I challenge you. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, on Earth, I am from Earth. And I have the right to challenge you. <laughs> it's like it takes place in the future. But apparently humanity has reverted back to using duels to solve everything. <laughs> Also the glove thing, not just the duel, also the glove. <laughs> when he comes out, he's wearing like this frilly white shirt and like a red coat and like this frilly hat kind of thing. God, it's like <laughs> Captain Morgan. <laughs> yes, like the costume design in this movie is all over the place. Like sometimes it's like mo- like a, like a modern kind of motorcycle outfit for like the racer people but mm-hmm. then there's also the samurai outfitted people there's the people in the robes and there's the people like they they 
military uniforms keep on switching from like various like <laughs> like naval officer uniforms. It's, it's insane. So then the dude tries to get mm-hmm. his uh after his challenge, his challenge is they like they do like the thing like take ten paces and draw, yeah. but the enemy guy turns around and shoots before they take the ten paces, but he misses, mm-hmm. and then the general's guide's like Oh, I see how it is. And he finishes his walk and he turns around and he's like, No, I'm not gonna kill you. But then the Vader Samurai guy kills him anyway or something. I don't it's dumb. Okay. But then the the general guy's like, Okay, you have to give us more time. We mm-hmm. have to quash squash the rebellion. <laughs> I don't know. We gotta quash I mean, all over that rebellion. <laughs> we have to squash the rebellion that is going to fight you if you try to overthrow Earth. But obviously, he's just trying to buy time for Earth for like the other people to actually defeat the enemies. Right. And then the Samurai Vader guy is like, you know what? I'm going to blow up your moon. And then he fires the laser. I forgot to mention this, but the way the evil guys get to Earth is they just fly their planet to Earth. They fly the entire planet to earth so they're on this planet Mm -hmm. and they shoot a laser out of Mm -hmm. like this radar dish and they blow up the moon of course i mean never seen anything (laughs) like that (laughs) that's that's not anything i've ever seen actually that's pretty new i i mean i haven't seen that ever i can't even think of one um something Uh about a message from space or something (laughs) (laughs) maybe that one so then the rebel people they gather and they just they discuss their plans for taking out the evil people. And uh, do, do you want to guess how what they have to do to uh, defeat this planet destroying spherical object? <laughs> do they have to do a trench run? They have to do a trench run and blow up the reactor. <laughs> So they're all preparing for war, and then all of a sudden there's a scene where Beba 2 is, like, wandering around, and he finds a nut on the ground. <laughs> and he becomes one of the chosen oh. eight warriors. Oh, no. Oh, and they no. have this insane scene later. So they the rebels all get captured. Because there's, like, a traitor in their midst or whatever, which was, like, the princess's assistant was, like, this traitor. Okay. And then he's about to kill them, the traitor, and then Beba 2 comes, he holds up his knot, and he's like, even a robot like me could get chosen. <laughs> and apparently the traitor turns good again. Oh. 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 Oh, no. Oh. This is not real. This is not real. Like, there's this just, it's, I guess that's the culmination of their weird subplot about robot discrimination, is that the gods can pick a robot as one of the heroes. Mm -hmm. I I think that's, it's the natural conclusion, Aaron, of course. Sure. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, fairly straightforward from that point on, uh, the Prince Hans engages with, in a sword fight with Samurai Vader of and course. kills him. Of course. And uh, the rebels fly into the reactor, blow it up, blow up the planet, save Earth. 
Mm-hmm. And then they all decide to head off into the galaxy to find a new home for this race of people who have been whose planet was blown up. Mm. That yeah. And that, get a sequel. <laughs> it got a TV show, apparently. <laughs> Not even joking. <laughs> I looked at someone on Wikipedia later and they had a TV like a twenty six episode TV show in Holy Japan. Crap. Like re like right after this movie was made or like, <laughs> like I, I, yeah I think so right after okay. I, I I don't think this movie exactly has a clamoring fan base <laughs> anymore. Although I gotta admit, I feel like this is a movie I could totally watch again because <laughs> like I'm serious, this movie is insanely good. Like I mean, obviously terrible in every right. respect, right? But it's so good because it's just so insane. Just mm-hmm. everything is completely insane like the fact that they're speaking completely different languages the fact that it's mixing up like a pirate aesthetic with like a futuristic aesthetic with like an 80s disco kind of aesthetic or something it's like (laughs) with like a with just like the samurai it's it's all over the place yeah yeah that's yeah Thank you for opening my eyes to this, though. Now that I have that free month of Amazon. Oh, yeah, definitely check Prime. this out during your Prime. <laughs> Amazon, uh, no, uh, message from this, space. This is the kind of quality content you get from Amazon. Oh, yes. This, it's, uh, it's message from the space. Neon Demon, the uh, the bad film from the year. And... I don't know why you to bring that into this, Lacey. Because uh, it sucks. <laughs> well, you know what sucks more? Unoriginal message movies. from space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, message I've... from space. This is like one of the first bad movies we've ever like recommended people watch. So, <laughs> but yeah, I highly recommend it. Like I, I gave us somewhat of a plot summary, but there's even so much insane detail that I couldn't get to because just everything in this movie is beautiful. Yeah, everything. Awesome. I'm excited. I want to watch this now. So. Maybe you'll hear about it again at some point um, in the future. I just I can't get over the it's what a, it's what Babe I would have wanted. <laughs> that scene. Oh dude, that general dude is just my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> I buried my career in orbit with Babe <laughs> Were you like I'm married start to that now. When whenever people ask me to do something, I'm just gonna <laughs> say. That. Oh my god. All right. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to hold myself together for this. Let's move on to the fault in your stars. Aaron, mm-hmm. it was David's week, but I'm going to take it. Um I hope you're ready for this. It's a 5-star film, Aaron. 5 stars. Um mm-hmm. Here we go. Outstanding bigger visuals, huge production, good casting, great to see, lots of fun and surprises, unique casting choice for blank, True Blood's top vampire works well on TV and on film. (laughs) 
Great editing speeds. It along very nicely. 2014 was a one-star lackluster bomb. This was an success by Disney standards. Right company, right remake, right cast, new plot. Right choice for a good, good versus evil night out. Ripping great time in the jungle in darker rich. Like the Batman reboot. Very satisfying. I didn't catch half of that. <laughs> Let me give it one more time because it's one of the most poorly written things I've ever seen on the internet. Uh-huh. Okay. Five stars. Yep. Just also know that there's no commas in any of this and very little punctuation just in general. Outstanding bigger visuals, huge production, good casting, great to see. Lots of fun and surprises. Unique casting choice for blank. True Blood's top vampire works well on TV as well film. Great editing speeds it along very nicely. 2014 was a one-star lackluster bomb. This is a successful... No, sorry. This is an successful by Disney standards. Right company, right remake, right cast, new plot. Right choice for a good good versus evil night out. I love that sentence so much. Right choice for a good, good versus evil night out. <laughs> ripping, <laughs> ripping great time in the jungle in darker, richer film. Like the Batman reboot, very satisfying. I think I know what this is. <laughs> I, have a, I have a guess. Mm-hmm. Is it the Legend of Tarzan. It is. <laughs> please, please help me understand this sentence. Right choice for a good, good versus evil night out. <laughs> what does that like, mean? It's, 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 if, if you want a good... Night out at the movies, where you watch a story about good versus evil. Oh my god, that is what they're saying. This is the right choice. That is what they're saying. It just, it's horribly worded. (laughs) Right choice for a good, good versus evil night out. I just love the sentence. Right company, right remake, right cast, new plot. (laughs) Okay. So how is it a remake and a new plot at the same time? Because originality in Hollywood. I don't know. I was trying mm. to tie it all together. Okay. <laughs> and just remember, outstanding, bigger visuals, huge production, good casting, great to see. That's a sentence Indeed. someone wrote and thought it was fine. And they're like, right go. choice for a good, good versus, I don't, what was that sentence? <laughs> right choice for a good, good versus evil night out. <laughs> it almost yes. like they are trying Beautiful. to say a good, Poetry. good versus evil fight out or something. But like, they are obviously trying to say a good, Night Out to see a good versus evil film. But it's like the Batman reboot, Aaron. Very satisfying. Indeed. That was a good one. I'm I'm glad I found that. Guys, this has been episode 28 of Reboot Already Underway. Uh, Thank you for listening. Um, If you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at LittleFlameDude on Twitter, as well as this clever blog name is already taken. Um, oh, I didn't even mention it for my what have I been watching, but I saw a couple films uh, that I didn't mention because it's uh, part of a project that Aaron and I are working on, actually, or are going to be oh, starting okay. work on. So uh, look forward to that. Don't know exactly when that'll be 
out, but um, yeah, uh, so there's that. Uh, but if you want to find his blog, like I said, this clever blog name's already taken. I feel like I've already said that. Um, if you want to find David, he's not with us, but of course he's always with us in spirit, and uh, he would have loved the Dank Harambe memes that we're going to throw in at the end here uh, <laughs> for my boy David. Um, mm-hmm. Harambe for life. Um, but uh, if you want to find David around the internet, find him at dbex15 on Twitter. Uh, send him the dankest Harambe memes. He loves them so much. Those are his favorite. Um, you know, it'll really help that paper writing uh, really come along nicely for him. And uh, even though by the time you listen to this, it should have been written already. Hopefully it's been written already. Um, if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jacob Scott Music on Twitter. I tweet things. Probably tweet too often. Uh, so have fun with that. <laughs> if you want to find my blog, you can find me at Jake Lace. Um, if you want to find the podcast around the internet, you can find us at Reboot already on on twitter uh we post links to new episodes and of course you're already listening to us on either itunes or soundcloud right now so uh subscribe to us there uh leave us a comment and uh thank you all for listening aaron Mm -hmm. what do you what do you want to leave the beautiful people with this week uh watch message from space because it is a wholly original idea and we gotta support them I agree. Support original movies. Go see Alice in Wonderland. Uh, whatever, the Through the Looking Glass or whatever. Alright, have a great night, everyone. Try not to be sad about remakes. Goodbye.